Hi, this is Hannah Fulmer, and today we'll be mapping regenerative agriculture on the 15-minute matrix. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. I'm Andrea Nakayama, functional medicine nutritionist and your host. This is the podcast that brings you bite-sized insights and lessons on how to use the most important tool in functional medicine and functional nutrition. Today on the 15-Minute Matrix, I'll be speaking with Hannah Fulmer. Hannah farms in Durango, Colorado with her husband, Daniel. They grow a diversity of vegetables for their CSA and wholesale customers. Their business tagline is healthy soil, healthy food, healthy people. Hana is passionate about soil health and regenerative agriculture and its potential to remedy so many of the problems facing the world today. Prior to farming, she had the honor of working with clients around the country as a functional nutrition and lifestyle practitioner trained through our very own Functional Nutrition Lab. Welcome, Hannah. I'm super excited to connect with you today and to talk about this topic. Thank you. It's really, really nice to be here. Let's get right into this. I think it's such an important topic for practitioners to be thinking about, but let's start by identifying what you mean by regenerative agriculture. To do that, I kind of want to back up just one place before that and say that as nutrition consultants, I think that there are two things that we're primarily concerned about with food and that we're looking for for ourselves and for our clients. And so that first is stuff that we don't want in our food. Mm -hmm. Things like synthetic herbicides, pesticides, fungicides, GMOs, you know, highly processed and packaged stuff. There's kind of that category. And then the other category is the stuff that we want in our food. Mm. And so that's the quality, of course, of the fats, the proteins, and the carbohydrates. But that's also the fact that we know people are overfed and undernourished, right? So we're really, we really care about the nutrient density in terms of vitamins, minerals, and phytonutrients. And so something that I feel like I hear a lot and there's a lot of confusion about is certified organic produce and certified mm -hmm. organic food. And so when I'm talking about regenerative agriculture, I always like to point out that with certified organic, we can assume with a pretty high level of certainty that we are avoiding the things we don't want in our food mm -hmm. when we buy certified organic. But the organic certification as it currently exists doesn't say anything about the actual nutrient density of the food itself. It could be more nutrient dense than conventional, but it's not guaranteed. And quite frequently, it's not, which leads to your question of what is regenerative agriculture and really Regenerative agriculture is focused on soil health. Mm -hmm. And the reason it's focused on soil health is the understanding that nutrients in food come from healthy soil. And so regenerative agriculture is the new term that's being thrown around a lot and gaining some traction, but its primary focus is on improving the health of the soil so that we improve the quality. A lot of things. Yeah, yeah. The quality. yeah exactly. I mean, it's not just about the health of the food. There's the climate and there's resilience and there's the entire ecology that's out there. But really, for our purposes, it's about the nutrient density of food. 
I love looking at it like this, really, that there is a focus on the soil. It's really where I think we have to focus in health. We always are looking at the roots or the seed, so to speak. And instead, we have to kind of back it up and look at all that soil. So when we are looking at the soil, what are the nutrients that actually are brought into the food from the soil? All of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's a really fascinating thing because when we look at nutrition and food, it all comes from the soil. And what's really interesting to note is that the USDA, we know that nutrition and food has gone down over the last 50 plus years. And the USDA has been following that. And there's been lots of articles published and a few statistics. This particular study I was looking at, I think, was a time period of like 1975 to 1999. There's been a 27% decline in calcium, 21% in vitamin A, 37% in iron, and 30% in vitamin C. Mm. These articles and the research looks at like, okay, well, why is that happening? And it's because of this symbiotic relationship that exists between soil and plants. When our soil becomes degraded, the plants become less healthy. And if it's okay, I'll just really quickly dive into a little bit of what that looks like because I think it's fascinating and it's important to understand when describing this to people. Yes, please. I love your passion about this and I think it's something we really need to bring our attention to. So dive in. All right. So soil is alive. The microbial life in soil is phenomenal. And the way that this works is that plants, when they're growing through photosynthesis, they take sunlight and they convert it into carbohydrates and sugars. And it was often thought that plants just use those carbohydrates and sugars to grow. But what actually happens is that it uses part of that to grow, but up to like 70% of that energy produced by the plant in the form of sugars actually goes into the root structure of the plant and then gets excreted in what's called root exudates hmm. out into the soil surrounding the plant roots. And like, why would the plant give away 70% of its energy? It does that because that feeds the microbiology of the soil. So then the microbes, fungi, bacteria, protozoa, all these things come into that root structure and eat those sugars. And then in exchange for the sugars, they literally bring in water and nutrition to the plant. Fascinating. Yeah, it's super cool. So there's this really, and I like to, you know, I mean, for this audience that understands the human microbiome so well, just think everything we know about the interaction that happens within human bodies in terms of the microbiome and how critical that is, it may look a little different, but that's happening within soil as much. And it's critical to that health of that plant. Mm. So that's kind of like in broad strokes, what's actually happening down there. And when that happens well, when like that soil is actually alive and the microbial life is there to form those relationships with the plants, then the plant gets the nutrition it needs. And it's an important point because when we look at soil health, sometimes the building blocks, the nitrogen, the phosphorus, the calcium, the manganese, you know, all of that stuff aren't there as much anymore, like mm -hmm. they washed away, you know, whatever. But quite often they're still there. They're just not available to the plant because there's no life in the soil to mm. convert it. There's mm -hmm. no ability. And so the plant can't use it even though it's sitting there. And so that's a really kind of important 
piece to how all of this works. And when that is working, when the plant has that, then it can not only utilize kind of its primary metabolites and the primary things that it needs for growth, but it can actually produce what in the soil science world are referred to as plant secondary metabolites, which in the nutrition world is phytonutrients, the Mm. same thing. And so those phytonutrients are responsible for taste in the food, which is why you can say buy carrots, certified organic carrots or a tomato at the store and it has no flavor. This goes back to my original opening point. It doesn't have the synthetic scary stuff that we're worried about, but it also doesn't have any flavor, which means there's a pretty good chance there's not a whole lot of nutrition to it. But you can go to the farmer's market and buy carrots and tomatoes from somebody who's doing cover crops and minimally tilling and growing a big diversity and doing these practices that build soil health. And, you know, you'll have that awesome sweet carrot and super juicy, tasty tomato. It really does equate to how we look at the body and like how I like to think of healing diets because people are so focused at what we take out of the diet, but they're not looking at how we replete the system. And that's what you're talking about here. When we bring this process back and look at the stuff that we want in the food, we literally feed the healing of all the body systems. Exactly. And that's why when like looking at the matrix, I look at the matrix within the context of this sort of understanding of soil health and its link to the nutrition. And I say like, okay, well, we know that like the synthetics and the GMOs and that piece can be a major trigger mediator, but so can the lack of having the vitamins and minerals and the nutrition that we need. And then of course, going to the middle of it, it's like that all has massive impacts on all the body systems, which is why I love it so much. Let's just dive in for a minute into the key nutrients that are repleted. You mentioned the food quality and what's taken out, but what nutrients are you thinking of in terms of the major repletions? I think that in the same way that all of the ones that I mentioned, so calcium, vitamin A, iron, vitamin C, all of those we have studies on that look at them declining over time. We can also assume that as soil health is being improved and the plant health is being improved, that those levels are going back up. I will say that it's very interesting that in soil science, they understand this relationship very well between soil health, plant health, plant nutrition, and they understand that it's been declining over time. But there's not a lot of studies Mm. that are actually studying the exact nutrient profile in food that's being grown in really healthy soil. There's a couple that are in progress. My husband and I are going to be doing that testing on our operation this summer to try to really see exactly what levels are going up and of what. And so we'll be testing soil health, including microbial health of the soil. And then we'll be doing BRICS testing as well as tissue analysis on different produce to actually try to look at that. But I think it's probably safe to assume that, you know, the vitamins and minerals are probably increasing. And then there's like the phytonutrient aspect. So, you know, the carotenoids and the flavonoids and resveratrol and, you know, all of those 
aspects. Right. Um, again, the pieces that like bring the color and the flavor to food. But as far as like actual, like really specific numbers for studies, they just don't really exist. The Rodale Institute is in the process of doing a study that's looking at exactly that. And then Gabe Brown, who's a regenerative farmer in North Dakota, has a university doing a study on his operation. And there may be a couple others that I'm unaware of. And then we'll be starting one. So. I love it. That's so amazing. You know, I know that when I spend any length of time on the island of Kauai, which is one of my favorite places, that my whole body comes into balance. I can't say it's one thing. I'm in the sand. I'm in the sea. I'm in the sun appropriately. But I'm also eating food that's grown in soil that is very rich because it's out there in the ocean and really replete with the minerals from the ocean. And I can feel it. I can feel that difference. So when we're talking to clients and patients and there's concerns about cost or we need to tell them where to go to look for food that's more nutrient dense just from the soil, what do we talk Talk to them about. So to the point of cost, you know, I think your point is really good about being in Kauai and eating those foods that last time I was in Hawaii, I remember looking at the soil and just being like, wow, this stuff is just dark, dark <laughs> and beautiful. And so one thing I think about, particularly within the context of the sorts of clients and patients that you all are working with, is that often people are taking a lot of supplements and those supplements can often be pretty pricey. Buying produce that was grown regeneratively is certainly not a guarantee that you won't have to take all of your supplements. But I do think it's important to recognize that a lot more nutrition might be coming from that food and it might be in a really bioavailable form. And so that's definitely a possibility. And I think just explaining to people that although a carrot may look like a carrot may look like a carrot, you are actually getting much more in that nutrient dense carrot. And that means everything from other costs later down the road, like more supplements and things like that, but also just to the amount of food that someone might actually need to eat to feel full if it's really nutrient dense food. So there's those two aspects to the question of how you actually look for this stuff. Going back to regenerative agriculture, every regenerative farm and ranch looks differently. I would say this is similar to the idea that there's not really a prescription, but there's like a framework or a protocol to this way of farming. And so there's these five areas that people can be kind of on the lookout for or can be asking farmers or ranchers about. And so those are minimal soil disturbance, so often referred to as no-till, so not using machines and whatnot to break open and really mechanically disturb the soil. So that's one. The use of cover crops is another big one, and that's to keep the ground covered for as long a period of time, as well as having living plants growing for as long as possible, minimizing bare ground as much as possible. And then growing a diversity of plants is the other one. And then lastly is that regenerative farms are going to always try to minimize, if not completely eliminate, the need for any of those synthetics that we were talking about. But it is important to recognize that someone could be calling themselves regenerative and still be using some synthetics. So that's certainly a question to ask. I mean, there's no like label for this per se. They're kind of being developed and starting to be used, but that's just an important one to recognize. Those are like the five things, but the real salient point here 
is that you kind of have to know your farmer. Yes. Yeah. You, know, you need to be able to like have a conversation with someone that sounds something like, hey, I'm really focused on making sure that I'm getting really nutrient dense food. And so I'd be curious to know what sort of things you are doing in your operation to improve soil health. And if they can't answer that, then that's a problem. Yes. Um, going to farmer's markets, being in a CSA, buying half a cow or multiple chickens from somebody and putting them in a chest freezer, you know, those sorts of things are really important. It does require a shift in yes. how we do things and how we grocery shop and meal plan and eat seasonally and all of that. And so that's, I think, an important part of the conversation. But it really comes down to knowing your farmer because there's a little bit of brand labeling and things that are trying to guarantee some of this in actual products on a shelf, but they're few and far between. And I think the further away we get from really knowing where our food's coming, then the more risk there is that those labels aren't actually the quality we think they are. Such a good point to end on. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you. I appreciate it. The 15-Minute Matrix is brought to you by me, Andrea Nakayama, and the Functional Nutrition Alliance. The 15-Minute Matrix team includes music by my son, Gilbert Nakayama, and Carla Schaefer on sound production, as well as Renee Hunt, Natalie Merrill, and Christine Shook. You can visit us and hear more episodes at 15minutematrix.com. And if you'd like to be notified each time there's a new podcast episode ready, please go to 15minutematrix.com forward slash notify. We'll be sure to drop into your inbox with a short reminder that a new episode is ready for you. Also, you do have an open invitation to email us. We want to know who you'd like to hear on the podcast and what you'd like to see mapped on the 15-Minute Matrix. You can email us at ask at 15minutematrix.com.